Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. Okay, Mr. Davis, let's have ourselves some artificial intelligence tech gumbo today. Yeah, we have been talking about it in the past couple episodes, and we have to keep talking about it here because the arms race is heating up. And, And if we don't talk about it, it's just going to consume us. So we'll start off with a kind of a, I guess, an I told you so moment. So the- my prediction for 2023 was that someone's going to combine one of these chatbots with one of the voice deep fake modules, and they're going to start doing some crazy things. Well, here we go. We have already gotten there. The... People on 4chan used the artificial intelligence bot created by Eleven Labs, which is a voice cloning module, and they were able to reproduce people like Emma Watson, Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, saying things that, if those actual human beings had said that, would have gotten them in a lot of trouble. Yeah, this is kind of frightening that it... We thought it was going to take somewhere into the year and it took somewhere into the month of January for this to actually have happened. And it's just, it's too late, ladies and gentlemen. The barn has burned to the ground. The grass has grown back up where the barn once were. And the horses are in a completely other county now. It just doesn't matter. So the the company Eleven Labs said that they're going to try and put more restrictions on their technology. But it's worth pointing out that the people who created these deep fakes didn't have to break anything, didn't have to steal anything. The company who made the tool just put it out there for free online and put good user tools for it, good, a good user interface. And so it seems like the people who made these deep fakes didn't have to try very hard. This wasn't some crazy knowledge that they had. They just said, what's the funniest, most destructive thing I could do? And it didn't take them very long. And so this is what we are so concerned about is the tools that are being created here are wildly powerful and they need immense safeguards 
because you'll have people who just kind of throw them out there into the wild, and the wild is a dangerous place. And then Eleven Labs went on Twitter and wrote, Crazy weekend. Thank you to everyone for trying out our beta platform. While we see our tech being overwhelmingly applied to positive use, we also see an increasing number of voice cloning misuses cases. I'm not sure what the positive use cases here are. I'm sure there are some, but this just feels like one of those things that the potential for it to go wrong is just so much higher than the potential for it to go right. If I want to hear a person say something, I should have to ask them. And, you know, you have Star Wars a few years back. They recreated Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and everyone was kind of skitterish about it back then. But that was for a movie. Everyone knew it was fake. Everyone knew the actual actor had died before that. We are just headed into such a dangerous place with this. When you can take an actress or a political figure, elected officials, and have them start saying some very vile things, some very homophobic things, things that no one should be saying, much less a public official or a public personality. And now those clips live in the wild. And I think also part of one of the things that scares me is that it doesn't even have to be something egregious it could be something smaller it could be small little things that aren't nearly as obvious that this is wrong we're very confident that these statements that the the voice voices were saying are not what those people actually believe but what if you had something which was pretty close to what they actually believed but maybe just a little more extreme And now all of a sudden, it's very hard to pick those two things apart. I feel very confident that Emma Watson is not out there supporting Hitler. But there's a whole lot of things that are much more reasonable, but would still be damaging to her persona. And so that is the use case that scares me the most. It really is frightening. And as as more and more of these things come around, we will we will try and report back and not cry as we do it. (laughs) Continuing on that note, ChatGPT just set the record for fastest time to 100 million users. The previous record was held by TikTok at nine months, which was blazing fast at that point in time. ChatGPT did it in two. For what it's worth, before TikTok, the previous fastest was Instagram. And it took 30 months. And Pinterest took 41 months to reach 100 million users. TikTok came along, did it in nine. And ChatGPT did it in probably less than two months. But let's say it went into the second month. That's unbelievable as to how fast this thing has exploded up and what's coming next. This is all happening so fast. That's, I think, one of the things which makes me the most uh, uneasy about all of this is the speed of it. That, you know, I listened to a podcast recently that was re-aired. So originally it aired some time over the summer, maybe it was in the spring. And I remember listening to, it was with the founder of OpenAI. And he was talking about, you know, his products and his services and what the future was going to look like for artificial intelligence. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, that's nice. I, I wonder how far out that is. 
And then it re-aired at the end of the year in you know late December. And I was like, oh no, this is now. And just that immediate turn, that was shocking to me. And just to get to 100 million users as fast as we did. And also, once one person sees the value in this, Microsoft isn't the only person who has a lot of money to throw around at this. Google also has something to say. That's right. Google went out there and they dropped $400 million into a, the rival company, Anthropic, to get their own chatbot going and had a, an amazing, shall we say, debut. You know, we've talked about how Google was really nervous because of ChatGPT, because it completely upends the business model of searching of traditional Google searches, because you can just ask ChatGPT the answer directly. So Google goes out and says, okay, we're not going to fall behind on this. We're going to make our own. We're going to incorporate our own. They call it, they're calling it Bard. And the release, as you mentioned, didn't go well because they asked it a question and it gave a wrong answer that the no one caught until it was already public. So the question that was asked is the user prompts, you know, what new discoveries from James Webb Space Telescope can I tell my nine-year-old about? Fantastic prompt. You see exactly what their what their vision is. They want to show off that this is, can do complex things. They want to make it accessible. It's a parent talking to a child. I 100% see their vision for this. They They list three facts. The first one, awesome, great. The second one, really interesting, super cool. The third one is wrong. The third statement from Google's Bard says that the James Webb Space Telescope took the very first pictures of a planet outside of our own solar system. This fact is wrong. The first pictures of exoplanets were taken in 2004, but that's kind of an obscure piece of astronomy trivia. And if you are not someone who is deep inside the field, that fact would go whizzing by your head and you'd look at this and say, yeah, this looks good to me. And that looks like what happened here to Google, that their marketing team didn't have degrees in astronomy, which of course not. And so they didn't have the domain knowledge to check this. And so they published it and people who did have the domain knowledge said, no, that's wrong. And then because this was part of a a big presentation. Hey, look what we've got this cool thing. Everybody saw it in Alphabet, the parent company of Google. Their stock had lost 100 billion, B with a billion dollars in one day because people backed away from Google so fast. And oh, by the way, Microsoft stock went up. 3% at the same time Google was going down 9%. The fascinating thing about that to me, though, is that while, yes, Google's chatbot Bard was wrong about this fact, it was not wrong in a particularly new or interesting way. We on this show have talked about that all of these chatbots have the potential to be wrong about this and potentially confidently wrong and that you still need humans to go back and fact check because none of these AI codes actually know what truth is. They have no concept of the real world. 
they're just really, really good at guessing what the next word is. And so OpenAI's ChatGPT could have just as easily made the exact same mistake. But Google's the one getting penalized for it because they put it on display. This was their huge rollout and they goofed it. But make no mistake, this is not something that is Google specific. Any or all of them can and will be wrong in similar ways. Microsoft, they, they spend a lot of money putting money into OpenAI to be able to get a hold of ChatGPT. And just this week, they announced the new Bing has ChatGPT built into it. And you can go right now to Bing.com and you can ask ChatGPT anything and it will give you the answer. It's still, you know, in a, a limited trial. They're still rolling it out, but you can see where this is going. That right now it's it's a fun novelty that people are trying. They're, they're throwing different things at it just to see what works. But Microsoft is very quickly turning this away from not just being, oh, huh, that's kind of neat, into business grade. Because Microsoft ultimately makes business grade software and that's where this is going. They have also they've also already said that the current version of GPT that it runs is GPT 3.5, which they're calling Prometheus, which as a nickname, I have very mixed feelings about. For those of you who are not up to date on your Greek mythology, Prometheus was the god who stole fire from the other gods and brought it to the humans. This is a fascinating metaphor except Prometheus was punished really harshly for this. And so we have to be very careful about what are we saying about what this tool is going to do? How is it going to impact human beings? And so that's just a, that's a whole other deep dive. But the next version of GPT, GPT-4, which is coming out very soon, will be baked into the Microsoft products and it will just be the next evolution over GPT-3, which is the one that currently underpins all of this technology. Be clear, this has opened up a whole brand new arms race. We have said for a long time, the next, next war is not gonna be with bombs and bullets, it's ones and zeros. And this is all out war. It's you, I got I have my own uh, chat bot and oh, well, I've got my chat bot. And well, now here's you know, Quora is opening up their little version of the AI chat bot named Poe because it stands for the platform for open exploration. And, and that's great, okay. They don't have the resources to really fight with Microsoft and Google, so they probably get kicked to the side pretty quickly or run over. But who else is coming next with their big announcement and their big chatbot that's going to do all of these things? And and it's it's kind of like this is so exciting and so frightening at the same time. You, you feel like you're on that ship and you hear the sirens calling and you hear this beautiful music and you don't see the rock that your boat is just heading head first into as fast as you can go because you hear this beautiful chat GPT and you're not going to see the damage that's going to happen until it's too late. And so it's also, it is possible that we are very fortunate. A lot of things break right and our ship perfectly navigates through the rocks and we have a smooth landing. However, 
it's just unlikely that we just catch the number of lucky breaks in a row for that to happen. The types of things that we're worried about are what this will do to the job market. That's GPT-4 maybe is just a, a, a much better version of GPT-3, but does 5.0, does 5.0 have a doctor version, have a lawyer version, have a banker version, have a this version, have a that version? And so all of a sudden, each one starts going after whole industries. And so we've talked about how there are doctors who are using IBM's Watson to help their medical profession. And they're kind of hesitant about it right now. Watson's pretty good. It's right in a lot of ways, but they're still not ready for it yet. But, you know, in two, three, five years, this is the next generation as it starts to have all of this money pumped in and all of the resources of Google and Microsoft really bring it to the public, this could be truly transformative. But the question is, transforming into what? Are we ready for it? Is society capable of undergoing all of this disruption so quickly? The thing that we're not doing is we're not learning how to use this tool. We are learning how to play with this toy. And this toy can be really, really overwhelming very, very quickly. If we don't understand what we have as a society, and as a society, we're not very good with, with new things like this. It takes time for, for us to catch up. And this is moving at light speed. And we're we're just nowhere near able to comprehend how fast this is moving. Fast this is going to roll past so many people, roll over so many people. If you're in white collar, this is, this is coming for you. Yes. Human beings make changes on generational timescales. That's about how long it takes people to adopt a new idea, have a major position change. Look at social media. Social media as a concept is still pretty new. You know, Facebook only was started in 2007 and MySpace only a few years before that. And it's taken us a long time. We're only just now starting to really understand the, the dangers of social media. And it's going to be a while before we really have good social media hygiene. How can you use social media well? What are the benefits of it? These are pretty complex issues that we really had to make a lot of mistakes and had to run headfirst into these walls and then come out the other side and say, okay, we're going to do a better job next time. Well, the speed of all of this, the rate at which it's advancing, it really concerns me that we're not going to be able to adapt in time. When you consider that social media, going back to, to MySpace, is about 20 years old. And this chat GPT is about two months old. And this chat GPT is nearly caught up to social media and is about to go blowing past social media and what it can do and what it's going to mean to society. It makes me very nervous. And I, I just don't know how you slow it down as a society, how we just say, should not, not okay, great. I'm glad you did, but should you have? Yes, the we're, we we cannot go back. We cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube on this. But boy, we need more time. 
we, we need more time to understand the implications to put guardrails around this to make sure that we're not about to shake ourselves to the core. So this is not the last you'll have heard of AI or ChatGPT or the board or any of those on the show, but for now we're gonna take a deep breath. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.